Good morning, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Rock the Mic. I hope everybody had a great weekend and that your week is off to a great start. Before I jump into the topic today, I got a little praise report for y'all. So on Friday, I had my last therapy session. And, you know, it was kind of emotional because, hey, I've been in therapy for two years and my therapist she knows my deepest and my darkest. I mean, I've shared more with her than with any of my friends and family. So if I'm honest, I am a little nervous now that I'm out of therapy. I know it's only been a couple of days, but it does scare me a little bit. But I know that I'm more than capable of handling this change because, hey, it, it is going to be a change for me. Um, but, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, hmm. Is it really over? I mean, who knows, you know? I don't know what the future holds. I might need to call her a year from now. But today, I'm very proud of myself for submitting and committing to my process. And it's time to spread my wings and apply everything that I've learned in therapy on my own. So I want to encourage you, if you're thinking about starting therapy... I encourage you to go and do whatever you got to do to heal. I mean, therapy works. Well, it works if you work it. And so, yeah, praise God for that. I am very happy. And, um, you know, let's just go on and get into this episode today. So I did tell you guys that I was going to start by talking about the things that were like the biggest hurdles for me. Um, on my journey towards spiritual growth and healing. And so today I want to talk about anger because that's something that I definitely struggled with. Um, We all get angry. Let's be real. Sometimes we get angry for good reason. I mean, Jesus got angry when he walked into the church and he saw how the people had turned his father's temple into some sort of flea market. It made him angry. So he flipped the tables over. But Jesus' anger, it's not like our anger. When Jesus got angry, he was angry because he was like standing up for the righteousness of God, like the holiness and the goodness of God. And like I said, his anger is not like our anger. I mean, you know, anger is a human emotion, but... When we don't practice self-control, it can get us into a lot of trouble and it can create a lot of problems for us. I know we all like to think of ourselves as good people who have self-control. We have good principles and good morals. But the truth is that when we become upset and lose control of our emotions, it makes it really hard for us to control our words and our behavior. Like... When you're having a heated argument with somebody, that's the worst time to try to choose your words. I mean, it doesn't matter if you blow up right then and there or if you try to suppress it and say, you know, I'll address it later. It doesn't matter because if you're angry about the situation, whenever you address it, the result is still going to be bad. It's going to be the same result. And... You know, I want you guys to understand that I'm not saying that getting angry is wrong. 
I mean, you know, if Rosa Parks didn't get angry, she'd still be sitting on the back of that bus. I mean, think about it, you know. Anger is one of those emotions that you can use for evil or you can use it for good. It is not a sin to get angry. The word doesn't say to never feel angry, but it says be angry, but sin not. So it's what you do with your anger that counts. In therapy, I learned that anger is a secondary emotion. That's what they call it in the mental health field. And what that means is that nine out of 10 times, anger is really the result of other emotions. Like for me personally, it was easier for me to express myself through anger because it was a lot harder for me to express my fear or my anxiety or my loneliness or, you know, like my sense of frustration when it came to dealing with people because of my lack of boundaries. And I really began to understand how my anger was being driven by other underlying emotional baggage that I had. And my rejection played a huge part in all of that because rejection made me a people pleaser and an enabler. So I used to have a really hard time saying no. And that always left me feeling like I wasn't in control. And so I would get angry. But I've had to learn some hard lessons about anger. And I've had to deal with the negative consequences from blowing up and giving into my frustrations. When it was all said and done, I guess I learned that it's just not worth it. Especially with all the after effects that I had to deal with. Because, you know, I never really knew a person that felt good after having a huge blow up you know Um, for me personally my fits of anger they always left me feeling disappointed in myself and even more angry I guess you know in James 1 19 20 it tells us the word says that we have to be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to get angry Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And what that means is that God, he can't really do nothing with us when we're angry. You know, in um, Proverbs 25, 28, it says that an angry person is like a city without walls. Hmm. If any of you have ever watched Game of Thrones, (laughs) you know how important that wall was. You know what I'm saying? Like, in those days and in biblical days, people built walls to keep the enemy out. So if a city didn't have walls, it was an easy target for attacks. So when God says that an angry person is like a city without walls... He means that we are defenseless against the enemy when we're angry. You know the enemy, the devil, that Bama, he loves anger. He uses anger to make us feel bad about ourselves, 
but he also uses anger to cause drama. And you know, he loves drama too, because the truth is that when we lose control, we can't even focus on what got us upset in the first place. And you definitely not even thinking about trying to find a solution to the problem. And all that does is just create drama and it creates problems and confusion. And those are all things that the devil loves because he thrives in that environment. I really hate to admit that I've been guilty of losing control so many times throughout my life. Like, there have been so many times that I've said, crazy things out my mouth and I've instigated arguments with people and you know at the end of the day when it was all said and done all the anger ever really did was leave me feeling like a victim and like I talked about on my last episode when I talked about forgiveness you know I talked about walking under this umbrella of guilt and shame and yes after my angry episodes man, the shame and the guilt that I would feel, it was so terrible. And it used to almost cripple me, honestly. And it was something that the enemy used to just keep me in a place where I just couldn't grow. I couldn't do anything. And, you know, since this is my podcast, I mean, it's about my personal experiences and my personal journey of healing and maturity. I don't have a problem being honest with you guys because when I think about it, you know, like change is not for me. The truth is that somebody helped me through it and somebody, you know, we was talking about that in church yesterday, like somebody invested their time in me to help me get through some of my darkest and you know my weakest moments in life and so I feel like I'm just paying it forward now so sharing my struggles to help other people it's given everything a purpose and in the end God gets the glory out of it and it also brings the word of God to life where it says what the enemy meant for evil God turned it around for his good So I'm grateful and I'm thankful. And you know what else I'm thankful for? (laughs) I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit because he convicts me and he makes me think about what I did wrong. And he also empowers me to change my behavior and my mind. And on top of that, he gives me grace when I mess up. You know, I know that a lot of us have been there. And, you know, if anger isn't your thing, then you should give God some praise where you are right now. But for those of us who've struggled with controlling our anger, we've had to learn some hard lessons about what happens when we allow our emotions to take center stage. At the end of the day, none of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect, but God is perfect. So we should be very thankful for his grace and his mercy. The truth is that 
nobody wants to talk about anger because it's one of those things that we don't even want to admit that we struggle with, especially women, because we don't want to be perceived that way. But on my healing journey, as I started to open up to my friends and to people in my inner circle and express to them like, yo, I'm really struggling with this. I was really surprised to find out that I wasn't alone. There are a lot of people that deal with anger and it's people that you would never suspect. A lot of times we think of an angry person as somebody who's yelling and out of control, but anger is not always expressed that way. (laughs) Some people, they become passive aggressive with their anger, so they become sarcastic and mean and bitter. They shut down and they shut people out. But when you're angry, you need to acknowledge your anger. You shouldn't suppress it. Because anger that's not expressed in a healthy way is going to affect the way that you behave and the way you think. And on top of that, the effects of anger on your body are ridiculous. Like all sorts of things happen to our bodies when we get angry. Anger can lead to having a stroke, a heart attack. I mean, it's just bad. For real. Like, anger is a beast, y'all. I mean... I read this somewhere and I don't know where I read it, but it just, I just remember this. Like when you think about the term, lose your temper, like the phrase, I'd rather say lose your temper, like lose, it implies that there's going to be a loss, right? But the truth is we lose a lot more than just our temper. There's a price to pay for our anger. It comes with a cost. Anger can cost us relationships, opportunities, but more important than any of that, anger can cost us a closer relationship with God. I've learned that if I don't control my anger, it's going to cause me to sin every time. So I've had to become very mindful of my emotions. And I understand now how my anger, it's usually a sign that something else is going on with me that needs to be addressed. I've learned how to use my anger as a way to check in with my emotions. I need to slow down enough to process what I'm feeling. Like when I'm talking and somebody cuts me off, I feel angry, but am I really angry? Or do I just feel disrespected? Once I identify what I'm really feeling, then I'm able to handle myself accordingly. Like I said, most of the time we feel angry, it's something else going on. Because before we get angry, we might feel afraid, attacked, disrespected. That's why slowing down is important. Be slow to get angry so that you have an opportunity to think. You know, God knew that in our humanity, we were going to experience anger. So that's why he's given us a lot of ways to restrain from acting irrationally. You got to get into your word so that you can understand how God views anger. Hey, I'm always go back to the importance of reading and studying your word. I mean, there's literally nothing that you'll ever experience in life that you won't be able to find in the Bible. The Bible 
The Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth. It is your sword. It is your weapon to fight against the lies of the enemy. And it's your instructions for life. Going to church, listening to praise and worship songs and all of that. Yo, that's great. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. The word of God is what changes us. Not singing songs and sitting in church. And even reading the Bible, it means nothing if you don't apply what it says. When you read the Bible, you're going to see how God did get angry with people in the Bible because he loved them and he loves us too. And he wants us to be close to him. He wants us near him and sin, it gets in the way of that. So yeah, God gets angry because sin, it destroys our intimacy and our relationship with him. In 2 Peter 1, 3, he says that He's given us everything we need. He's already placed his power on the inside of us. That means that we have self-control. We all get angry, but it's our response to anger that's the most important thing. The best way to deal with anger is to number one, control it. Proverbs 29:11 says fools vent their anger but the wise quietly hold it back and that doesn't mean that we suppress our anger or we avoid dealing with it but it means that we control our anger and how we express it it's important that we practice self-control self-control excuse me and restrain our anger number 2 is that we need to slow down Earlier, I mentioned James 1, 19 and 20, where it says, again, be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. <laughs> you know why it says that? Because God deals with anger by being slow to get angry. I mean, God is he's a God of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten chances. He's the God of never ending chances. He's so patient. And he's slow to get angry with us. At the end of the day, we got to slow down. We can't internalize everything or react to everything. We got to slow down enough to identify what's really driving our anger. And don't react to the impulse of wanting to respond to everything because everything doesn't deserve a response. And last you got to learn to let it go. It's okay to feel your anger and to talk with someone that you trust about it so you can express it in a healthy way. But after that, you need to let it go. Joyce Myers, she says that if you want the great and mighty things God has for you, you must get to the root of anger and deal with it. <laughs> and it doesn't get any more real than that. Before I leave, I'm going to leave you with a peace hack from Pastor Sherry Grant, a.k.a. The Realist Hope Dealer. She says, if a person can get you out of character, they are your master. So as you guys get ready to start your week, I pray that you'll keep that in mind. Don't let anyone except God have that much control over you.
That's all I have for you today. If this blessed you, share it with someone. I pray that you all have a blessed week. I'm headed out to California tomorrow for the next three weeks to go and spend some time with my grandson. And I'm so excited to see him because honestly, I am long overdue for my grandbaby fix. (laughs) Y'all pray for me because I hate flying. But yeah, thank y'all again so much for listening. And um, until next time, I'm out. Peace.